too many movies. I watch too much TV. I have too many kids. And now, we're doing a podcast. The Discerning Geeks Portal. Welcome, everyone, to a special edition Whatcha Doing episode of the Discerning Geeks Portal, where we're going to take a behind-the-scenes look into each of us and what we're doing and what we've been looking into in our geeky world. That is right. We are, we are not wearing pants. <laughs> welcome, welcome to your special edition, the pantless version. Pantsless version. How you guys doing? I awesome. <laughs> but, but you gotta you gotta say the title of the episode right. It's what you doing? What you doing? What, what you doing? doing? What you doing? What you doing? So in this episode, we're going to just kind of discuss what each of us is doing and what shows, TV, books, games we've been doing lately, um, discuss them a little bit, share some of the our conversation that we sometimes have behind the scenes as we prepare for our episodes. So you guys could kind of pull back the curtain a little bit and see what we talk about. Yeah. You guys just, well, all I know is I'm just sitting here and you guys like and I'm just have to think of crap up off the spot. That's what I do. Right there. Well, I know Todd is prepared. Todd, give us something that you've been watching lately. What, what, what's something you've been tuning into? Well, you know, with all the crap that's going on in the world, there's not a whole lot of new TV out right now. But somehow the CW was able to time things just right to where the first season of one of their new shows ended just this past week. And maybe not this past week when we released this, but as we're recording, it's pretty recent. And that is Stargirl. And uh, that ended up being a, a pretty cool show. Was that like the daughter of Starman? Well, she thinks that she is. It's, a, it's about a high school student named Courtney Whitmore, and her family moves from L.A. to Blue Valley. I think it's Nebraska. And she finds this magical staff that has power, and it used to belong to Starman. And the staff kind of bonds with her. So because of that, yes, she kind of thinks that she is Starman's daughter. And that question is kind of answered later on. I won't say what it is because uh, I don't know if Dave, you mentioned it yet, but we're trying to keep this type of episode spoiler free. So, um, so yeah, I'm just telling you the, the setup of the show. So Stargirl tries to reform the Justice Society of America or JSA as it's known for short to fight the ISA, the Injustice Society of America. And as you can tell from that name, it's already maybe a little bit goofy. So, so is this like a DC universe type thing, or is this just blatant ripoff? Stargirl, and well, actually, now that I think about it, I'm not sure Stargirl is a DC Comics character. She might be, but I think Starman is. But I'm not an expert on either one. Yes, it's definitely based on DC. And they have they just not, couldn't uh, call it Justice League and, and Legion of Doom, is what you're saying. Uh, well, I think there might be an Injustice Society of America, even in the comics. I'm not positive about that. I'm not much of a DC person, uh, except on TV. But this is part of the DC TV universe on the CW. Uh, now, they haven't mentioned any other superheroes anywhere, so I don't know if this is going to be in the same universe as Flash, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, or if they're going to be an offshoot in a different universe. I'm not 
I'm not sure about that yet. But yeah, I, I kind of like the show so far. It's kind of a breath of fresh air because it it's not as dark as Arrow or Batwoman, uh, but it's got a great cast, including the the lead character or the lead actress doing the the role Star Girl. It does have some unexpected twists. And despite a kind of dominant lightheartedness, there are also some dark, twisty, high stakes things that do happen in the season that I'm kind of a little bit shocked about. And I'm kind of like, wow, they they still took some chances, even though the show is still mostly lighthearted. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a cool show. And it, it ended just recently. But I think the CW, after they get through uh, airing their shows live, they air them on the CW app, so I think you can get them for free, although you'll have to put it with commercials. But also, about a week after a season ends, they put it on Netflix. So eventually, you'll probably be able to see the entire season of Stargirl on Netflix. The only tricky thing is I think they're also doing Stargirl simultaneously on one of the Warner Brothers streaming apps. And so because of that, maybe they don't have a deal with Netflix. I'm not sure. But either way, I would recommend it for anybody who's looking for a new superhero TV show. How would you rate it with the other kind of DC shows? You know, are we, are we early season arrow or are we early season flash or are we kind of more mid season arrow? <laughs> well, when it comes to arrow to me, there are only two good seasons, one and two, those were great. And then everything after that was kind of a struggle to get back to that quality. So comparing it to arrow, doesn't work at all. It's more like a first or second season flash as far as quality. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. And I would say right now, my favorite of the DC shows is Legends of Tomorrow. It has been for quite some time. And then Flash is a close second. And then Stargirl might even be a third or a fourth. I haven't really put a whole lot of thought into it, but it it's up okay. there. Black Lightning had a really good first and second season, but then third season, I don't know, kind of faltered for me a little bit. And uh, and Batwoman, uh, I could go into more detail if you want to, but I'll just throw this out there that Batwoman had a really good first season. And uh, if anybody hasn't checked out the first season, I, I would recommend it. If you've kept up with the news, you might know that the lead actress in that show is going to have to be recast or technically they're actually bringing in an entirely different character that doesn't even exist in the comics to be Batwoman. The lead actress of Batwoman just left the show and I think it was kind of mutual. And the producers, instead of recasting, are taking that show in a totally different direction. But I would recommend the first season. But if anybody is curious about Batwoman, but you're like, I don't know if I even want to bother with the first season, because of all the changes that are going to happen, season two is kind of be, going to be new for everybody. They might do a soft reboot on it. Okay. Uh, Leanne and I have been watching um, Outlander. So we finally yeah. finished season five of Outlander. Ooh. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, it's one of our favorite shows, uh, we've watched all the way through from season one through season five, uh, whenever we get a chance, get the kids down in the evenings, um, we'll, we'll curl up and, and watch an episode of, of Outlander. And we just finished season five, a little bit of a rough ending. Um, oh, no kidding. Um, not to give any spoilers, but no. Outlander as a show does not shy away from some very harsh realities in our world. And um, so, yeah, there's a lot of things that go on in that show and uh, that, that they have to deal with. Yeah. I know, we're not, I know we're not giving spoilers, but I almost feel like 
the audience needs a warning <laughs> about those key episodes. <laughs> I, all right, being really super vague, the the dark things that Dave is talking about, we're talking very late season one, very early season four, and very late season five. If you're squeamish at all, you might want to avoid episodes around that area. But I, I agree with you. Show overall is excellent. I think so far, maybe season three might be my favorite, or actually season five was becoming my favorite. And then the way it ended, I don't know, that might have taken a little bit of the air out for me. But yeah, it, it's a really good show. Very intense, very well done. Um, I'll kind of equate it a little bit towards like, you know, Game of Thrones as far as, you know, it, it deals and and shows on the screen some of those things that you kind of get even in Game of Thrones. You get the the kind of the sexual assaults, you get the violence, you get, you know, and, and, and that stuff, you know, is in this and it's in the show. So it can be kind of tough. Um, you know, a show episode is going to be bad when it's like strongly recommended suggestions and it gives you a whole bunch of, you know, list of things that are in the episode, uh, you know, that something is coming and be prepared for it. Yep. Uh, there's your, there's your warning right there. <laughs> yeah, that, That's what I was talking about. Since I, I you went really there, need to start watching that, the show. That that's what you can use to say, do I really want to watch this episode or do I want to fast forward through certain bits? Yeah. Of course yeah. they're going to want to watch the episode. You can't not, not watch the episode. Cause then if you, I think they cut out. I Are you did. Still there? Yeah. What? Huh? What? Who? Where? When? Why? <laughs> what? You, you, you cut out a little bit. Hello. But yeah, definitely not one you can watch with kids present, you know, but if you're looking for something, you know, to, to, to kind of watch and, and it's got a time travel element in it that's really well done and, and really interesting as it plays in a couple of different time frames. Uh, it's just a, a great show. The characters in it are wonderful. The acting in it is phenomenal. Um, there's some, it, it's, it follows a little bit of a pattern, kind of like a lot of shows in that, uh, you get like a bad guy for a season and the bad guys are usual or maybe two, some of them last a couple seasons and the bad guys are, are, are very bad and they're very intense mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, but in some ways there's a satisfaction of, of when that gets resolved, <laughs> you're kind of like, yep, that needed to happen. Um, yeah. That would be one of my little nitpicks too, is that one villain I think lasted a little too long. I think, I think they so were beating, yeah. beating a bit of, of a dead horse with that one. At first you weren't even going into the plot. I was like, maybe we need to explain what the show is about, but you did touch on the time travel part, but to clarify, this is, I would not cl classify it as science fiction. It's more fantasy. It's one of those things where yes, there's time travel, but it's not explained at all. And definitely not in any scientific way. It's kind of magical time travel so it's more of a fantasy but it is i don't know if he's the showrunner or head writer but i think uh ron moore created it and i think maybe one or two of the other producers or writers used to also work in star trek because ron moore used to work in star trek i think at least one of the other people behind it maybe used to work on deep space nine uh and ron moore i think wrote for both tng and ds9 so, uh, so you've got some quality people behind the, the creative processes on that show. Yeah, to give a little bit of a basis, because I really didn't kind of touch much on it. it it's based on the books by uh, Diane Garibaldi. Gabaldon? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, great 
series. I actually read the first book. Um, they're they're pretty intense, and the books contain a lot of the same subject matter that the the show touches on. So they get it legit. Um, they're they're really following pretty closely with the uh, the book stories. Um, they're pretty in depth reads if someone is. But if you're a fan of the books, I think you'll love the show. Um, if you're not a fan of the books or haven't even looked into them, uh, it's, it's just a, a fun, well, not just a fun, lighthearted, it's not fun and lighthearted, but it's an intense, um, really well done show with some really great characters. Uh, the main character, uh, you know, travels back in time, falls in love with a Scotsman, you know, they get married. She's actually already married in what would have been post World War II, kind of 1950s. When when she travels back in time, she ends up coming back forward in time again, and then going back in time. But they're dealing with those political intrigues of the time. So you get the um, <laughs> Scottish Rebellion. Uh, I knew I'd forget the name of it, but anyways, uh, and all the way up to now, they're in North Carolina in fifth season. Um, preparing for the Revolutionary War. Um, so it's got a lot of historic elements in it, which are really cool. And you get to follow some of the timeline as they're traveling around and, and meeting key characters. They actually interact in this past season with Governor Tryon, first governor of North Carolina, um, as appointed by the British Crown. Um, so yeah, lots of, of pretty cool historic facts, um, and, and things happen that, that actually happen. There's a, a, a battle that happens in Guilford County that, that takes yep. place in the, uh, in the show. So us being from North Carolina and in that area, uh, it's kind of cool to, to watch it and see those scenes and, and know, Hey, I know what they're talking about. We studied that in history, or I've been to that place and I've seen that field and, um, so yeah, cause I, I don't know if you saw it, but when they rolled out the map on that episode, I freeze framed on it. I took a picture on my camera, posted on Facebook. <laughs> hey, we, we can actually see some of our towns in there. And of course it was an older map. So it's not like Greensboro or, or Winston-Salem were there, but I think if I remember correctly, Bethabara, Bethania, and maybe Salem were there, I think. I think so. So like, yep. so like the older precursors to Winston-Salem, I think they were there. So yeah, that, that was really cool. <laughs> well, real quick, another cool feature of that show, you know, nowadays you don't get that many uh, opening credits. That show has a really good opening credit sequence with really good music behind it. But what's also really cool is not only do they travel through time, there's also some travel throughout Europe. And then like Dave said, uh, they come to North Carolina, they kind of make some pit stops along the way in, in the Caribbean. So every season has its own music in it. I think it's always the same lyrics. It's based on a Scottish song, but the background music for that opening credit sequence always changes. And it's so beautiful and majestic in each version that it's also one of those shows where I very rarely, if ever fast forward through the opening credits. And I just always listen to the song. All right, Dave, what you been doing? Seeing you guys were talking about North Carolina, I guess I can talk about North Carolina. I'm not a big TV person, as you guys know. Um, I have far better things to do with my life. (laughs) 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 So, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't watch things. Don't watch TV. It's just normally that's a 10 if I get hooked on a TV show. I'm probably like a lot of people now, maybe not everybody, but you know, I'm kind of like one of those where it's like, oh, I really like Witcher. So I go to Netflix and just watch like every episode of Witcher and be like, okay, cool. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I've I've satisfied that addiction. But that's not really what I've been doing lately. 
I'm a big gamer, or, or well, maybe not a huge gamer, but I, I do game a lot because of the situations that I've had and everything. I've I have a lot of downtime lately. I have a lot of friends uh, around places, Discord, et cetera, and so forth, in which I do play games with. And and it's funny we we've been on this big art kick for a long time, and now we're all kind of getting arced out. Where we're like, okay, yeah, you know, new map, all that kind of stuff, and fun. But like I was telling you fellas before we even started talking about this, we were starting to look at, at different games. And oddly enough, there's a there's a group of guys in in North Carolina, and they have a YouTube channel. And I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for this or not, but I'm gonna I'm gonna plug them anyway. But they're called Neebs Gaming, and these guys are just hilarious to me. Uh, I always kind of wondered why in the world I thought they were just so funny, just to watch these guys play games and then i found out they were from north carolina and that kind of just was a big was a big like oh no wonder you know because the humor that they're having and the things i'm laughing at other people might not get but i do because i don't know it's maybe just a north cackalacky thing but to to kind of get into maybe watching things I did waste, or I don't know if I would say I wasted, I, I more enjoyed myself for approximately six hours because we had been looking at new games, and one of the games that we thought about playing was called Sea of Thieves. And oddly enough, these Neebs gaming guys that I kind of watched some Grand Theft Auto Five episodes four and ARC episodes just to kind of watch them play and act the fool in, they had done a Sea of Thieves um, episode. And not only did they do an episode, they did like a whole arc of one of their big missions that you could actually evidently play in this game. And this thing was just so entertaining to me that I really sat there and binge-watched a YouTube episode after episode after episode of them playing Sea of Thieves. And I cracked up almost every time hearing them argue and trying to do these missions and sailing around and just having fun. And one of the funniest ones is going to just sound so stupid because I'm going to start laughing because I'm going to try to tell you what happened. And you guys are just going to be like, he's insane. But that's okay because I already knew I was crazy. But there's this one point where they're sailing up to an island and they're all on the boat. There's like there's like four of them and they're on this big boat. And one of them is the captain. And they're already just they're totally in the mood. So they're not they're not talking to each other normal. They're already they're calling each other like Mr. This and Mr. That. And that's funny enough as it is that they're they're kind of role-playing as they're playing this game. But at one point, one of them is evidently up in the crow's nest, and the captain is steering, and and he's like, drop anchor, and one of the other guys is like, yes, sir, drops anchor, and he's like, Mr. So-and-so, uh, head to that island and, and, and see if you can find what we're looking for. And you hear the guy, you hear him, because you can't see him in from where they're having the camera, but you hear him on voice, and he's like, I, I whoop, and that's all you hear. And then as you're watching the video, you just see this character guy just fall, like, right in front of the captain and just wham, right on the deck. And just nonchalantly, the guy's like, I fell. <laughs> and the captain's like, I see this, Mr. Such and Such. And that was it. I had to stop. I had to stop for, like, ten minutes as I just rolled, laughing. And I don't know if it was just the fact that it happened or the timing. I think it was more the fact that we've all done this in a game in which we have, you know, you're, you're trying to play and you're just trying to be as cool as you can because you're playing, you want to play, you want to do a good job. But we all do these bonehead things at certain points where like, you know, you fall off a cliff for no particular reason. And you're just like, whoops, I fell. And you, it's just ends up being hilarious. But I watched this whole thing for like six hours, them going through this whole 
playing this one mission on Sea of Thieves. It looks great. It's an older game, but I'm really seriously thinking about picking it up. But these guys just look like they had such a great time. And it, it's obviously definitely one of those games that you need to get some buddies to play with. And luckily, I have a few. And I think some of them are actually already playing it. And I think it's just going to be, I think when I get around to it, because I have some other things to do, because some of the other stuff I'm doing is actually real life stuff. Like I'm cleaning, which I know is weird, you know, to talk about in a channel like this. But I'm actually like finally getting around to throwing old things away and making room for new things. And, you know, part of that might be the fact that I did buy a new car. Yay! I need it. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah it's, an, it's, a, it's, an, it's a Buick. But uh, it was, it's, you know, that kind of got inspired me that there was a lot of, there's a lot of baggage that you carry with you that you just don't realize you carry stuff that you've just kept for whatever reason. And you just realize that every now and then, you know what, I, and I have a lot of drawers and stuff full that I will sort through slowly because there are some special little things that you keep. Like, for example, I used to do a lot of parties and I have a pair of eyeglasses I know it sounds crazy. I have a pair of glasses from a friend of mine who I actually like really liked and cared about when I was younger. And I'm going to keep those. Why? Because they were hers and she left them. And it was just one of those things where it was like, yeah, I know it's kind of weird, but it's a reminder of her. And so I'm going to keep those because they're special. But like all the other stuff that I had, like that ended up being left behind from parties. Why was I keeping that? So like, you know, that's all got chucked out. So that's basically what I've been doing. Trying to sort things. Yeah, we got life, you know, I mean, you know, with watching Outlander with the, the wife, you know, of course, I think the other like 50% of my TV viewing is, you know, Peppa Pig. Uh, but, you know, that <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to bore you with the details of that. I will throw out because I, I want us to, to get into a little bit more, but also we're, we've got a time frame. We want to try to keep this episode in just a few other things that each of us have been watching or doing or or, or playing. I won't get into the plots, but I'll kind of throw out some uh, a name of another show, and I would encourage you guys to to watch it on Netflix. The Letter of the for the King. I don't know if you guys have seen that one yet. The Letter for the King hmm. is about a young boy. He's training to be a knight, but he's kind of the geeky, you know, not very good knight. Um, things happen around him, and and there's a dark forces trying to overthrow the kingdom, and he gets wrapped up with some other young knights or young people trying to be knights, and they're the ones that have to try to to foil this great plot. Uh, it's a Netflix like ten episode you know TV series that's uh, that's really good. Uh, the other night, I went, uh, got a little nostalgic and watched a couple of uh, old movies over the last couple of weeks. Waterworld, which I think is very vastly underrated, kind of gets panned as not a very good movie. But uh, I, I watched it again the other day, and, and there's a lot of positives. That may be one we have to examine future in our in our future podcast at some point. Uh, Field of Dreams. I watched that one the other day. That's a classic. That one made me cry. I'm also rereading uh, Nine Princes of Amber. Uh, oh, I picked it wow. up on a used bookshelf the other day, um, and and couldn't resist. And since it was sitting there, I picked it up and and was reading a little bit in it. Um, so that's kind of just a little blitz of some other things. Uh, I've been doing. Todd, do you have some other shows or movies or anything that you've been watching? Uh, yeah, one. Both of you have mentioned Netflix shows, Witcher and Letter for the King. Uh, there's also Cursed, and it's that's another, another one. Yeah, yeah, another fantasy-based show. And 
I can technically recommend it, but not, it's, I admit it's not a high recommendation. It's not a great show, but it is good. And it's all about the early days of Nimue and her possession of the Sword of Power before she becomes the Lady of the Lake in the Arthur Tales. It is good. It's, it's mostly a good exploration of the fey race. Uh, you know, those kind of uh, forest creatures. Some of them look just like humans, but some of them have other special features that are maybe a little bit animalistic. But it is a neat show to explore that type of thing. It does have really good production quality for a TV show and uh, and mostly decent casting. If I had to nitpick it a little bit, I think it's maybe a little bit slow paced. It's not very emotional. Like there's not that much that gets me kind of, there's not a lot of oomph to it. It kind of tells a story, but it doesn't excite that much. And it doesn't have that great a Merlin. At least it didn't, the Merlin character didn't appeal to me that much in it. Also, whew, major cliffhanger at the end to the point where you know that they were planning on a season two. And I hope they get it because if not, then season one doesn't have that big a ending on its own. It's not a very self-contained thing. And one kind of neutral observation about it, it's surprisingly low on profanity and there's no uh, blatant nudity in it. So you think, oh, it's almost like a clean show in a little, in, in a way. But man, it gradually gets more and more violent and gory. After a while, there are all kinds of body parts that get cut off of people. I mean, it's, but that's not until later on so the first half you're like oh this is kind of a tame show it doesn't it doesn't stay that way at least in that one area we watched the first couple episodes and it's one that i've kind of got there to finish out but uh, i'm with you i think there's some some elements that it's it's not great so it's not like i watched the first episodes and i felt like i just needed to immediately watch the rest of them but it's kind of sitting there like oh when i don't have anything else to watch i'll i'll go back to it yeah, uh, I was the same way. I would do like one or two episodes, but then sometimes I would just do half an episode and then come back and do the other half later. So, yeah, it's it's not super binge worthy, but at the same time, pretty good. Sure. Sounds like a plan. Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Ooh, all right. What's that? I'm reading it finally. Okay. Oh. Uh, remember how I said I was big into gaming, so Dynasty Warriors was like huge yeah. for me. It all takes place through the Romance of the Three Kingdoms period of China, and that's how I kind of found it, fell in love with it. So I always knew there was a book, and this is like one of those books that's like Beowulf. If your teachers ever made you read Beowulf, Romance of the Three Kingdoms is like that. It's like one of the very first like novels ever written just for the pure fact of reading. Um, it is histor historical based, but it's also fictitious, as in uh, it's hard to it's hard to describe. Events happened, but they're the author's idea of what happened. Which oddly enough, there's books nowadays that, like Jeff Sahara, is a is a really good writer that does that, where it's a historical book, but um, he's he's taking liberty with what was said at certain events. Same kind of thing here, only it was done way long ago. I can't remember exactly. Like 1356, I think, was when the first thing was published in China. Um, I will say this. I need to brush up on my Chinese because if it wasn't for Dynasty Warriors, I probably would not know some of the characters and how to say their name. And then there's other characters that are in this that are, of course, translated into English from Chinese, from Chinese. And I'm like, I think I know who character that what character that is. But it was one of those where I didn't realize how much Dynasty Warriors had actually renamed people so that if you were an English speaker, you would say their name correctly because when you see it in Chinese. 
of course it's said different for example there's a character in the in the game called uh uh zhao zhao or cow cow is how you would might actually say it and his name in the game is spelled uh c-a-o c-a-o in the book i know who that guy is but his name in the book is spelled t-s apostrophe um a-o but it's it's said the same way, and so it's one of those where you you kind of have to relearn a language, even though you're reading it in English, to really pronounce their names correctly. And to me, it's been kind of fun, but it's also been really fun to read the actual novelization from that time period or close to that time period. I'm gonna take like five minutes bonus because I know we told said we were kind of wrap this in about thirty, and we're right at that thirty minute mark. Um, five minute bonus. Um, I want to just briefly talk about our D and D campaign. Um, you know, um, I think we've shared that we play pretty regularly, usually about once a week. Um, Todd, would you mind just sharing like a brief, like two minute uh, intro to your character and kind of what your character has been doing so far in our campaign? Okay. Uh, my character's name is Dwelvrick Alderpaw Grunmalkin, and he is a at currently a level eight forest gnome circle of the moon druid. And... Uh, Hmm. What has he been doing? Well, lately he's been a little bit stressed out, but then he kind of had, <laughs> but then he had a little bit of a life lesson come about through being stressed out. And now he's had to adapt his attitude. And now he's trying to have, he's trying to go back to his gnomish roots and he's trying to have a good attitude about everything. And he's trying to look at every crisis as an opportunity for learning or honing skills yeah, I think it would take too long to get into the entire plot of of our campaign. No, no, yeah, definitely so, would. Yeah, yeah, that that that's what he's been going through lately. It, it's been a lot on him, and he kind of reached a breaking point. And after it broke him, he he kind of had to reinvent himself a little. Okay, okay. Mm. Dave, what about you? What what about your character? Well, I I did what I normally do because I, I enjoy simple characters. So lots of times I am kind of the fighter warrior guy, but I decided to do something a little different because I don't normally play them. So I'm an elvish paladin who's taken an oath of the ancients, which is kind of connects me to, with Todd's characters being a being a gnomish druid, because the oath of the ancients is kind of a nature guy. Uh, think of him as like if you're an Arthurian legend type guy, the Green Knight. That's basically what I would be. Um, but his name is Anical. Um, he has a nickname Pit Trap because he actually is a local hero of some sort. Uh, he's been having a pretty decent time, uh, with the exception of trying to keep the um, insane Kinder. And you're you're not going to talk to that character t tonight, but um, we have an insane Kinder who is insane, pretty sure, uh, from getting us all killed, um, and also probably preventing the gnome from from uh, uh, backhanding a god at one point. Uh, yeah, so it's been rather interesting. Somehow I'm the voice. Um, it's also kind of funny because I'm like six foot something and everybody else is like four. So, you know, it's like, it's like, they're my, they're my shin guards. I just like, they just, they just wear, they just wrap themselves around my legs and that's how we fight. And your mic cut out. Did you say voice of reason? Yeah. Sort of the voice okay. of reason. Yeah. And you have a, a ward that you're looking after currently. Oh, you mean sparkles? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. So anyway, to, to expand on the insane kinder. Um, the Kinder's not necessarily insane. It's just that there's sometimes where me and Todd, being the older D and D characters and gamers, we know sometimes discretion. Your discretion is a better part of valor. So at one point, we open this door, 
to and the, we're like wandering around in this kind of place and we open this door and there's this, this big ball of like kind of fur is all we kind of see and it's not facing toward us it's not attacking us it's kind of we could tell it's kind of just sleeping so our kinder who's a thief's all like backstab and we're like wait and it's too late it's like you know a thief backstabbing a prone target it's done it's dead whatever the heck it was well what he ended up killing was a mother bugbear and now there's a baby bugbear that's crying because his mama just got ruthlessly murdered by a crazy kinder. Well, both me and Todd are nature guys, and I'm like, we can't just leave the baby here, and I'm not going to kill it. So now I have adopted Sparkles, who is a little baby bugbear that I'm carrying around with me. And we also have a dragon egg. And we so have a dragon our fa- egg. Our family is really growing exponentially. Not, not quite yet. The dragon egg luckily hasn't hatched yet. We don't know if it's going to hatch, but anyway, may, we may end up with that. And yeah, and then there's my my steed that I will get at some point. Yeah, so definitely we've got the uh, the three current characters. I get to to dungeon master when we play. Um, we have a uh, these two guys, and then we have the uh, female Kinder Ray played by my nephew, um, who's a little younger and and still this is his first time playing D and D. And so definitely learning on the fly and, and sometimes making some rash decisions that uh, <sighs> the, the party has to figure out how to deal with. There has uh, been some serious discussions in the party about <laughs> losing the kinder. <laughs> and there's serious discussions. And there's been a couple of times where we've sat there and go, you could just teleport and be done with this. <laughs> But yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because that's definitely something that kind of in our geeky nature that is taking up a little bit of our time each week as we put in and play and and dedicate at least a night to that. And a lot of times conversations in between throughout the week as we prepare. So uh, definitely. Uh, anybody else have anything closing that they really want to share that, that's been going on? Or are we kind of ready for a wrap of this episode of What You Doing? Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm good. I don't have anything I couldn't say for next time. Uh, can I put my pants on now? Please do. Well, actually, we're not there, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're socially distancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think right. I wear jeans about once every two weeks now. Yeah, see? It's weird. I don't even know what day it was. I had to ask again. This, what day is it? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it's 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 yeah. Anyway, all right, guys um, and listeners, it has been a pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed this little bit of a different episode um, as we explore just some other things that we are into and talking about and listening and doing. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it and have a great week. And we'll catch you next time on the Discerning Geeks Portal. Thank you for joining us. What you doing?